Get out there, stuff those shopping carts, save some money. Well, students are returning to the classroom soon, but it can get pretty expensive the ways you can save on supplies. We're living through history as today became the longest heat wave on Austin record books. Your weekend forecast is coming up. First to some breaking news this evening. Austin police just gave an update on a body found in a backyard this morning. APD says they got the call just before noon at Emerald Meadow Drive in southwest Austin. They say a man called and said that he saw a body in a nearby backyard. Police say the body had been there for some time. APD says they are not investigating this as a homicide, but rather an undetermined death. We are working to learn more on this. We'll update you when we do. Well, thanks so much for joining us at 5 o'clock. I'm Jennifer Sanders. And I'm Mike Rush. Central Texas students are returning to school as soon as next week, but it is not just the return itself that's tough. It's the preparation for the return that is hard, especially for parents. And there's a new study by CNET Money saying, saying that nearly half of consumers will use some form of financing to afford back-to-school costs. Now, it's because of inflation, causing more people to really lean on credit cards. The study says 27% of buyers will put their school supply costs on existing cards, 12% will open a new credit card. But there are ways to cut down on costs, such as sales, coupons, and the tax-free weekend. Tax-free weekend in Texas is August the 11th through the 13th. It includes school supplies, clothing, and much more up to $100 per item. The Comptroller's office says this is a way to save money on more than just what your child needs for school. You got babies in the house? Diapers, whether they're cloth or disposable, those items are tax-free. Nurses' uniforms, tax-free. Um, you, you got a cook in the house that likes to cook, aprons, tax-free. Yeah, things that you don't normally think about for return to school. The Comptroller's Office says if you are charged tax on an eligible item that weekend, there is a place on the website to request a refund on that tax. And another way to save back to school drives, Round Rock ISD is one of many holding one this week. Now, the district says it'll be giving away supplies to really make sure students are prepared. The superintendent says it's also a great way to get any vaccinations or screenings your child might need. Texas Children's Hospital will be providing some vaccinations. Um, uh, the Lion Club, Club will be doing some uh, eye screenings. If our students are planning on our students are planning on playing any any sports, we will have also folks there who will be conducting or do, completing the physicals for our students so they can join um, any athletic program that they want to uh, do. I guess for this year. And Del Valley ISD is another district holding a back-to-school drive this weekend. Our core niece looked into all the events to help you prepare for school. You can find those under this story at kxan.com. Today, Austin firefighters quickly put out a grass fire burning in the heart of downtown. This happened along the train tracks near West 3rd and Walter Seaholm. Now, someone in a nearby building sent us this video right here. It shows the flames chewing through the dry grass. And this is near the downtown Austin Energy District cooling plant. The fire is now out, and Austin firefighters haven't said yet what started it. But just a reminder, you can always share with us what you're seeing in your area by sending us an email to report it at kxan.com. It helps us out a lot when you do reach out that way so we can know what's going on in your community. And the rain is partially to blame for those fires, the lack of rain. And David, it's going to be so hot that ERCOT sure. actually issued a weather watch for Sunday and Monday. This means not only heat locally, but heat across all the population centers in the state. Let me show you how today we set history. Look at this. The most consecutive 100 degree days 
ever recorded, even more back to back than in 2011. 2011 had more triple digit days overall, which we'll talk about in a moment, but they never saw a streak this long, 28 days in a row, 100 or hotter. It's really hot out there today, warmer than yesterday at this time. Sunshine on the Palms Car Wash Cam, always live on KXAN.com. It's 104 up there on 183, 103 in Burnett, 104 degrees in San Marcos and Austin, and you factor in the humidity, it feels even a touch warmer. 108 is the heat index up in northern Milam County. Coming up, we'll help you out with your weekend plans as the hottest stretch of the summer is, believe it or not, still to come. I'll show you when records fall in your seven-day forecast. Thanks, David. One day after former President Donald Trump pleaded not guilty to federal charges that he conspired to overturn the 2020 election, his rivals are on the campaign trail. And they're making the arguments that they are the ones who can win the White House in 2024. Here's Alex Barr. One day after sitting at the defense table in federal court pleading not guilty to charges he broke the law in trying to overturn the 2020 election, former President Trump going on offense. Writing on Truth Social, quote, my political opponent has hit me with a barrage of weak lawsuits while fundraising to make up for millions in legal costs. As the Trump legal team forms its strategy, one of his attorneys arguing the former president was right to try to delay the vote certification on January 6th. Let's just pause the voting and allow the state legislatures to take one last look and make a determination as to the as to whether or not the elections yeah. were handled fairly. That's constitutional law. It is a flat uh, out admission that they did what exactly the U.S. code and the indictment says is a crime. On the campaign trail, former vice president and now candidate Mike Pence stepping up his rebukes of the Republican frontrunner. It wasn't just that they asked for a pause. Uh, the president uh, specifically asked me and his gaggle of, uh, of crackpot lawyers asked me to literally reject votes. A new Reuters Ipsos poll found close to half of the Republicans surveyed would not vote for Mr. Trump if he were convicted. I'm actually a Republican and I would like to see my party um, open their eyes to see what's going on, to cut ties with him and move forward. A warning sign or an outlier, with most polls showing the former president gaining ground as his legal troubles mount. I still like him. Uh, I think he would do great as a, in a second term. As he seeks that second term, former President Trump heading back out on the campaign trail, despite a calendar full of court dates. In Washington, Alice Barr, NBC News. And we did ask political director for NBC News and Meet the Press host Chuck Todd to go in depth now on what he thinks about Trump's lead over his GOP competitors. Here's what he had to say. But I don't think it grows in the, inside the primary. I mean, I think who he has is who he has um, on that front. Uh, but those folks will end up back. Most of those who don't back him in a primary will likely vote for him if he's the nominee. Um, in, in the general. So, you know, until there is a sustained effort by Ron DeSantis or Tim Scott to go directly at Trump over all of his lawsuits and, and baggage and his behavior, um, I, you know, I'm not ready to, to see if, if, if what's going to happen next to them. If they do, you know, that might be a way for, for the polling uh, lead of his to shrink. But until they enact a strategy similar to that, um, I don't know what changes this. 
KXAN has all your political news from national to state to local. This Sunday on State of Texas, we dig into the border buoy barriers, the Senate Bill 12 lawsuit, Ken Paxton's day in court, and much more. That's at 8.30 right here on KXAN. And right after, stay tuned for Meet the Press with Chuck Todd at 9 a.m. New details now on the case of the murder of four college students in Idaho, what we're learning about the accused killer's alibi. And the state of Florida is getting rid of some AP classes, the reason and how it could impact college admissions. And why Houston's port is getting a multi-million dollar influx of cash. A new development in the Idaho quadruple murder case. Brian Koberger is accused of killing four University of Idaho students. His attorneys are releasing his alibi, but it doesn't reveal very much. Attorneys say that he was on a long drive alone. In a four-page court filing, the defense says Koberger had a habit of going for drives alone and at night. They say that he did one of those late-night drives the night of the murders. They say Koberger is not claiming to be at a specific location at a specific time, and there is not a specific witness to say exactly where he was. The defense did say that it's possible corroborating evidence of the alibi could be provided by witness testimony during the trial. That is scheduled to begin in October. The Florida Department of Education has decided to effectively ban the teaching of AP psychology. Now, the department told superintendents that teaching content related to sexual orientation and gender identity is illegal under the new parental rights and education law. The college board has rejected modifying AP courses to accommodate regulations that supposedly censor college level standards for credit. The board says that any course without the required content cannot carry the advanced placement designation. According to the College Board, more than 28,000 Florida students took AP Psychology courses last year, making it one of the most popular classes in the state. The American Council of Education says excluding AP Psychology from curriculum could also cause some issues for college admissions, scholarships, as well as credit recognition. Well, the combination of water usage and a lot of evaporation from this hot, dry weather mean the lake levels are in trouble. Travis and Buchanan both losing about another inch today. The combined storage of both of them less than half full, just 47%. We'll have your weekend forecast after this. How good is your memory? Supposing you were nine 25 years ago, could you remember an incident from then? Once upon a time, there was a bartender in a tiny family-owned bar who was a ladies man and somebody didn't like that and you saw something as a nine-year-old you weren't supposed to see would it wind up solving a murder or just complicate things tonight on dateline austin Suber. The solution to avoiding future supply chain problems could run through Texas. Today, U.S. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg cut the ribbon on some new expansions to Port Houston. Our Ryan Chandler set sail on the Houston Ship Channel this morning to bring us the port's impact and improvements. Every morning, the world comes to Texas. 266 million tons of goods flowing through these ports every year bringing in nearly a trillion dollars to the United States. Now some of that money is coming back to Texas. We're cruising through the Houston Ship Channel right now, right behind U.S. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg. He's right in front of us after he just cut the ribbon on a brand new wharf coming to Port Houston. This is one of the busiest waterways in the world. 
and it's about to get even busier. By making sure Port Houston is ready for the increased demand that we already know is coming, we're able to support the economic growth that matters not just to this region and the Gulf Coast, but really to the competitiveness of the entire United States economy. The Department of Transportation invested about $22 million to expand capacity by building another 1,000-foot wharf. The last few years have demonstrated how we are only as strong as each part of the system. Uh, the trucks and the warehouses, the, the, the railroads, and certainly our ports. It's all funded through the massive bipartisan infrastructure law passed in 2021. This is exactly the kind of project that we intended for Congress to support and for the administration to help create the jobs, improve the supply chain, improve the vitality of the economy in this area. So this is, this is why we did it. The next steps for the port, expand the channel to make shipping faster and safer. Texas leaders still waiting on the funding for that. I have a list and I want him to look at it more than once and continue to help us to bring home the money. Ryan Chandler, KXAN News. The Port of Houston brings in more goods than any state in the country and makes up almost one-fifth of Texas's GDP. Okay, so a 28-day streak. We did it. <laughs> Congrats? <laughs> I don't think if, so. If we're going to come all this way and suffer this, I mean, we might as well get first place, mm. right? Yeah, you're right. Thing is, it doesn't stop here. It may go keep going for another 10, 15 days. Let me take you outside of the Austonian weather cam where really an unprecedented heat wave continues. Temperatures 104 right now under a totally sunny sky. Now we've got a couple viewer questions, so let me clarify. People saying, hey, didn't we have more triple digits than this back in 2011? Well, there are two different records. One, the days total for a year versus 100 degree days in a row. The record that we just set, and we're gonna keep setting over the next few days, 28 days in a row at or above 100 in Austin. We've never done that, even in 2011. Now 2011 did have more triple digit days overall, 90 for the year. We're still in the 40s in terms of how many we've had overall. We'll see how we stack up by the end of September. Hopefully it doesn't go longer than that. Current temperatures elsewhere, really, really hot. 105 right now in Luling, southern Caldwell County. 104 in Marble Falls, 103 degrees out in Mason. We've got that same ridge of heat and sunshine sitting right overhead, insulating us from any of these rain showers and thunderstorms. We can all look longingly at Wyoming, where up in the mountains it is raining. Flood watches are in effect, and it's in the 40s right now. Those thunderstorms also providing some on and off flooding problems in Missouri and down into Alabama. None of that, though, making it here. Heat advisories today upgraded to a more serious excessive heat warning, including for Austin as we kick off your weekend tomorrow. We also have the same serious fire danger concerns, not only this evening, but again this weekend with a red flag warning in effect. Let's all be extra careful if you have any barbecue plans, anything that could cause a flame or a spark in any outdoor area. We want to be really careful because under these conditions, as we've seen, fires that start are going to spread very rapidly. Otherwise, let's talk about your outdoor plans. Tomorrow morning, it's warm out there at sunrise on Lake Travis, 80 degrees. Here comes the sun, and that's all we will see throughout the day. Boat time, 97 degrees at lunchtime, 107 degrees by tomorrow afternoon. That's a daily record, and so is this. Plans at the splash pad on Sunday. Again, an incredible 107 degrees. It's pretty incredible to get that a couple times a year. We've had that numerous times so far this summer. Maybe you can move your plans a little earlier. It'll be in the upper 90s. 
90s on Sunday at noon. As you can guess, sunburns are going to come easily and often for those who are outdoors this weekend. UV index is extreme at 11. Be sure to keep a sun, sun off your skin and your face a little bit. Maybe a hat, maybe some long sleeves when appropriate as well. And of course, lots of sunscreen. In the tropics, I am waiting for hurricane season to ramp up. Hasn't happened yet, though. The disturbance we were watching yesterday has dissipated and there is no activity across the Atlantic Basin. We will, of course, let you know when that changes. Tonight's forecast, a light south breeze at 5 to 15, clear skies and a record warm low. No cooler than 80, beating the record of 79. Tomorrow, a record high for the day. Never been hotter on tomorrow's calendar day in Austin. 107 beats the record of 106 from, you guessed it, the summer of 2011. Here's the incredible thing. Six out of the next seven days in your seven-day forecast tie or set record daily high temperatures. And with every day of the next seven at either 107 or 108, this next week to come looks like the hottest week yet this summer. All right, David, thank you. Two Navy sailors based in California have been arrested on charges related to espionage and China. Authorities say they arrested 22-year-old sailor Jinxiao Wei, who was assigned to a vessel in San Diego. Now, he's accused of sending national defense information to Chinese officials. 26-year-old sailor Wenhing Zhao is now charged with conspiring to collect bribes from a Chinese intelligence officer in exchange for U.S. naval exercise plans. Federal officials say it's unclear if both were paid by the same Chinese intelligence officer and they add these alleged crimes show the Chinese government's determination to get information that is critical to America's national defense. In fact, we were off our rockers here. More students are heading back to school, but these aren't the students you usually think of. The class teaching older adults about their futures. You 